Welcome to episode 258 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alrighty guys, welcome along to episode 258 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? Good. A bit cold, shall I put the heater on? Yes. Okay, I'll turn the heater on. Winter has arrived. Winter has arrived in good old Christchurch. Had our first frosty morning this morning. It was a frosty. Yeah, I went and taught a class and uh, got in the car at about, we have a car at the moment. Yes. Which I'm returning today, which kind of sucks, back on the bike. Back on the bike when winter comes out. But went out to the car, turned the car, started driving out the driveway, couldn't get out the screen, so... Yeah, not good. Anyway, I'm Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com For the world's best textured coffee. Nice. Extreme endurance. For the world's best textured supplement. And athlinks.com For the world's... Um, best textured best, website. Yeah, and, and athletes on website. Nice. I'll tell you what, I, said, I went to a fitness conference last weekend in Australia called Filex, which is the big Australasian kind of huge event. Okay. And there's a presentation there, which is good. But apparently some guy from Noon was hoping to meet me because he mm-hmm. listens to the show. Right. But I didn't manage to catch up from him. So whoever you are, I did get the message that you're trying to meet me and it's a good bugger we didn't get to meet up. But... Uh, we're here this week it was just funny some of the supplement companies there trying to promote because it's real funny my industry is an interesting interesting industry is and it's the real extremes of people mm-hmm. and you, you know you get, you're my type of people who are kind of high energy aerobic type of people and you get the real weightlifting dudes yeah. and the weightlifting dudes man some of those guys are on some good roids mm. their arms some of the guys arms would be size the size of, quads. of both my quads together Ridiculous. Can't be healthy. Can't be healthy, John. But I tell you what, they were strong boys. Anyway, in this week's show, what we've got happening, we've got some news. We've got a coach's corner, which is more of a coach's advertisement. No, no, we've got a coach's corner. Coach's ever- new section comes later. That's, that's later <laughs> you, is it a new section? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you going to do weekly? Re- regular updates. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got a coach's corner. We've got an interview of Em. She's back in the studio where she was last Tuesday. Last Wednesday, actually. Wednesday. And then we've got some questions and answers. So first of all, in the news, well, the Ray Lutz are both... Oh, Andreas. Andreas Ray Lutz Racing wrote. So that could be interesting because, firstly, it's you know, obviously one of uh, Germany's great races and one of the world's great races, but also to see how fast he can go because we know in Frankfurt last year, you know, he rode off the front and really just did the race by himself. Yep. And, and should he do this at, at, at Rote, and, and even, or if it's a couple of people could team up with him, um, we could see some pretty amazing times because we remember last year. It's we really were, dependent on people turning up, but isn't it? You get guys who get amazing times, but if we're going to go for that record, you need to get a few people the on the condi- bike. And the conditions. Yeah. So because last year, um, old Rasmus Henning, yeah, he had an incredibly fast time. Yeah, he didn't quite it. break the record. Um, but you're right. I think there was a couple of guys off the front there, so they, they kept the pressure on. But yeah, to, to ride off the front and do it solo to set the course record, I think, would be tricky. When uh, Luke Van Leer set the record, he had Hal Regal and Zach riding hard with him. Um, so I think if they can get a couple of guys there really pushing it on the bike, um, then Raylick could just uh, could crush it. And uh, let's let's hope we see a new world record. The question I have is. As, as um sorry, I was daydreaming and I kind of lost my thought. But is um Rasmus Henning racing? Uh, don't know. Because that'd be good if he was here as well. It would be. Yeah. Because they normally get a pretty decent field at road, don't they? Yes, it's very very strong field. Okay, then uh, the other thing we want to talk about is TriStar 
Mallorca. Mallorca, which is this one here. And Olivier Marceau looks like he's doing the whole series because I think he was um, second to Macca in one of the other races. So uh, Macca was down to race and there was a bit of smackdown talk and I saw his uh, picture in a pre-race um, article, uh, but he didn't appear to either finish, um, so I'm not quite sure what he went on there, but we had uh, Olivia Marceau first, Norman Stadler second, and Marceau Zamora. So this is a 1k swim, 100k bike ride, and a 10k run. Yes. Okay. So you'd think, you know, for Marceau, who's a very, very strong cycler, cyclist, and so is Stadler, um, it is a nice distance for those guys. And uh, yeah, it's just going to be really interesting. I think they had, they had 350 competitors, um, so not not huge. Uh, really going to be interesting to see how this series takes off. They have got a good few pros. I mean, when you got Olivia Marceau, Norman Sadler, and um, Zamora there, yeah, those are three very good athletes. Yep, uh, so let's just see where this series goes. So the 55.5 is a 500 meter swim. Don't know. Hmm. Because it's quite a short swim, isn't it? It is. They do have a try star 55.5. Ah, yeah, yeah. Which took place at the same time. So it must only be 500 metres. Probably. Short. Yeah, but so is 1K when you compare it to a 100K yeah, bike true. ride. Yeah, true. 15 minute swim versus a... Who won the girls, John? Um, <laughs> you haven't done your bees on the chicks. Yes. Tamsin Lewis. Eileen Mueller from Ireland. And her first go as a professional... Go Eileen Mueller. There. You're a champion. Literally, you're a champion. Also, we had uh, Orleans, New Orleans 70.3 on the weekend. Swim got cancelled. Oh, I was wondering about those times. <laughs> Whoa, eight, uh, 3 for 18 for the win. It's a pretty fast swim. It was. Why did it get cancelled? Um, from bad weather conditions, swim got cancelled and they went off a la Taupo a few years ago uh, where they had one minute intervals on the bike. Number one had to go first, so that meant uh, the Kiwis, Sam Warriner and Terenzo Bazzoni went off first, and you're just sitting out there like a, a target. to be chased. So, uh, Teren- That'd suck, eh? It would suck. Um, but at the same time, you could argue that for Sam Warriner, she went off first and got caught fairly quickly by uh, Julie Dibbins, and she's got somebody to work off, yep. but she has got to gain that minute back on the run. But isn't Dibbins it. stronger than... On the bike? Yes, exactly. So, so you say work off her, but basically you're going to be... Well, if you, she catches you, then you try to sit on her for as long as you can. So all the other girls are floundering behind and you're getting pulled along by the strongest cyclist. Or is it more of a strong cyclist just goes by and you go, oh, I wish I could cycle that fast? Mm, she's, she hung with her better than ever before. So okay. uh, Sebastian Kilner, um, he won the race fairly convincingly by five minutes over Paul Lane. Must say... Almost probably one of the best finishing shots of all time. Yes, that is sensational. Strong put a link down. to it on www.iamtalk.me, and he's he must be doing the banging of the feet together over the finish line. But the height he's got in that jump at that stage of the race, three eighteen. Think he could have gone faster, John? Yes. You wouldn't have been happy with that finish, would have you? No, I would have said, well, for five minutes in front, that's okay. Okay, but with M when she did her, you weren't happy with M's finish. Um, no. You told her next year if you finish like that. Yeah, but I don't coach Sebastian, so he can do whatever he wants. Okay, well, that's a good finish, Sebastian. Um, Love your work. But good, strong fields are turning up here. So that was a real domination when he's five minutes in front of Paul Amy. Yeah. Um, you've got Terenzo Bazzoni in fifth, Dirk Bockel sixth, Axel Zee seventh. So really, one thing we've got to say about this 70.3 series is... Uh, they're getting good fields, eh? They're getting good, stronger fields. The money seems to be a little bit better, and they're getting good promotion. Uh, so I think it's a really positive thing for the sport. And uh, and on the girls' side of things, Sam Warren, as we said, you know, hung tough uh, on the bike uh, and beat some very good girls. So she finished in second, Julie Dibbins first, and Yvonne Van Vleuk in third. So again, really good, strong female field. I know these these events where, you know, the, this one doesn't happen, or, you know, once every kind of three-year kind of event. But is there a better way of doing... The system of starting, you know, like 
Is it just... Well, I, I think it should be uh, like Tour de France style where you go reverse order. Um, so Silas Burson goes first, so the number one seed potentially has a bit of an advantage because they won the race last year. There's no perfect way. But, no. Um, I think that would probably be a fairer way. Okay. But then you could, uh, yeah, you can't really win, can you? Can't win. No. John, one thing we haven't talked about in the news... Make it a duathlon, that's the way you win. You do a run first, do a run, bike, run. Okay. So instead of making it a bike and then a 21k run... Because it's no longer a triathlon anyway, so you might yeah. as well kind of just chuck in a run as chuck well. Chuck a 5k run in there or something like that. 5k run, 90k bike, 21k run. John, you're a genius. You really are. John, one thing we haven't mentioned on the show... Oh, let's do your ITU update first. Okay. Ishigaki World Cup was last weekend. Oh, Ishigashi. Ishigashi, that's in Japan, but it's well off the south of Japan. Um, I've raced there before. And How'd you go? DNF, I think. Oh, John, you don't DNF much. What no, happened? No, I can't. Uh, it, was, it, was a, it was an explosion of fairly high proportions. Like, it was <laughs> what my, happened? It was, I think it was one of my first ever World Cup races I did, and... Man, I just got so pummeled in the swim. I came out and I was exhausted. Really? And, uh, so you just got and beaten I'm up? Pro- yeah, just Because you're a pretty good swimmer, so you, you've gone into it knowing it'd be a little bit more aggressive, but you thought you'd be all right? No, well, no, I thought I'd be okay, but it was a non-wetsuit swim. I never coped that well with non-wetsuit swims. Uh, wetsuit was, was my friend. Uh, and just got beaten just, up, I was just you? a bit out of my depth then. Yeah. A bit out of my depth. <laughs> you're thinking, oh my God, I might go back to New Zealand. Yeah, uh, I was, it was my first time away, and it was, was not a pleasant experience, oh. um, but a really cool race to go and do. And not part of mainland Japan, so they haven't got the issues up that they've got up there. What's um, happening with Japan? I'm not up for the news. What's happening with the nuclear plants? Yeah, it just keeps seem, seems to keep rumbling on. Oh, yeah. So um, they've got the World Championship Series is scheduled for Yokohama, but I'm not so sure that's going to happen. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, uh, let's just let's see what the news brings. <laughs> <laughs> you, okay. uh, you guys need to be in the studio for that one. So what happened in the race? Uh, so Hunter Kemper, sorry, Hunter Kemper took it out, which was good. Race. And well, that's uh, good. He hasn't been done much for a while. No, well, he's, he, he tried a bit of a breakaway in Sydney. Uh, so good to see him back on. And you know, he he will. He's going no to be doubt, old now. Yeah, he will no doubt qualify for the London. London, and I think that will mean I'm almost positive that will mean he's done every Olympics, and he'll be the only. He won't be the only person who's done that, but he'll be only be a couple of them that will have done that. So he will have done Sydney, Athens, Beijing, and Sydney. Uh, and Resident do you think Potts London. regrets going long now? No, no, the speed has gone up a bit. He would, he would, uh, he would still be a top ten, a top fifteener, but he'd need a break on the bike. Um, but he was not in the same league as the the top top runners at the moment. But what about in, in the American League? Who else would he? Because because um, you know when we talked to Potts on the show, the thing that he really wanted to do in his life was go to the Olympics, mm-hmm. and he didn't quite get there with swimming, and then he kind of just quite didn't make it in the last Olympics, did he? So well, no, he qualified for he raced in Athens, but he was very green when he raced. Oh, in Athens. Yeah, well, it was. Okay, sorry, and I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure he raced in Beijing. But anyway, the Americans have got a few good guys coming through. They've always been fairly had good depth in the girls. They haven't really got any world beaters at the moment, but uh, they have a couple of good guys. Schumacher on the guys side of things. They've got a couple of good guys coming through. Greg, are they underperforming as a country, uh, considering how many yes, athletes they've got? Say, yes, yes. Um, yeah. But as we all know, Ironman is bigger in the states, yeah. so it probably doesn't have quite the but same. But in that regards, they're not really performing either. Just sorry to say this, American listeners, but who's who's the top Ironman at the moment from America? Can you name Lieto probably? And outside of that, we've got some got a lot of good seventy point three athletes. But you're right, I can't think of any stellar outside Just of Lieto. Not, not picking on Americans right now, but sharpen up. Yes. Sharpen up, America. So that's the IT update for this week. Well, John, there's controversy. There's controversy. You haven't got this in your notes because you, 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 it was probably your poorest effort on notes ever. Well, I've got an excuse, earthquake excuses on that. We'll go into that later. Okay, um, but 
people are thinking that maybe, maybe now I think even Fegan sent me an email about this, so I'm going to pull up the email. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fegan, Fegan, Gary Fegan. That maybe the old slots might be a bit of a scheme, John. Well, I would be tempted. I, I, I did see something about this. Fegan sent it through. So they're basically the, uh, the, the kind of slots from the Iron Man lottery have come through. The, the Iron Man website's down today. Yeah, it was working before, but yeah. Yeah, well, it's was, it was down. But okay, so um, so there are 200 winners of slots going for Kona. Now, of those, there were 10 Germans. I think there are only three athletes from Britain, which was mm-hmm. the second highest European country. And then basically they got like one athlete for Austria and Denmark and so on. And then there must have been some from our part of the world as well, surely. I think it was one from New Zealand, maybe one or two. Yeah. I, I did look through the list and I didn't look at it like thoroughly, but you did. There was definitely a huge amount of American people in comparison to the rest of it. Now, we don't, we can't, we don't know. We don't know the behind the scenes stuff. Is it just more that American people buy the, the lottery slots or. I think it's a combination of I don't think it's conspiracy. I think there's a combination of that. Um, uh, I think this is bigger than JFK. Well, okay, <laughs> I think it Get is. Call the CIA. You got to think how many ra- how many Ironman races there are in America. It must be I don't know six or seven. There's Coeur Lane. There's Placid. There's Louisville. There's um, Florida. Um, Kona. Kona, but you don't you don't <laughs> yeah. qualify there. Uh, there's a lot of races. You got Canada, Texas. As well. uh, Texas is a new one this year, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, there's yeah. There's there's a lot. Um, and it's just a numbers game, but I think also, like you said, I don't think Kiwis really go for the lottery thing. Yeah. No, um, no. And I'm just talking from a Kiwi perspective. Maybe Americans seem to get on that bandwagon, obviously more, and you just increase your chances. We're not picking on Americans today. Um, <laughs> but also, you've got the whole NBC coverage there, which I would imagine is um, goes on their prime time TV, sort of rather yeah, rather over here. It might, it might go into Sky Sports. So unless you're a sport person, you probably don't really get yeah. that whole thing yep. going um, so I just think it's an American thing to go on lottery more so than other places in the world yeah it's one of the things you'll never know really isn't it it's, it's, you can only speculate but well it's, if, 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 if they are doing it the way that it should be done it obviously is that way mm. you know what I mean but it's surprising that this of 200 oh wow it looks like about only a third or maybe only a quarter were overseas athletes so interesting definitely there's, there's a lot of talk about so, it right so now. maybe after giving WTC so much crap about their old system not being fair. Maybe yeah. it was actually more fair than this. Or maybe it is JFK, Jay, on John. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. JFK. So I, th- I think good on them for opening it up. Have you seen that movie, JFK? Uh, I think so, yeah. It was a good movie. It was. Good yeah, movie. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsor. Extreme endurance. Well, we, do hot, we don't do hot topic this week because Bevan didn't put it up. Well, I, I didn't actually. No, I didn't. No. Mm. I don't know why I didn't. Because I said to drop it and then you, you encouraged me to do it. Okay. And then I dropped it. Yeah. Yeah. I, can, I, I don't know. I was busy last week. Okay. So, extreme endurance, John. What are we talking about? So, extreme endurance. If you want to get some, this is what it does for you. Oh, it here we go. Reduces your lactic acid. Great. And improves aerobic threshold. Yes. It speeds up recovery. Yes. And it reduces muscle soreness. Yes. So, that's uh, bullet points. We love bullet points. That's off their uh, website. And you do love bullet points, don't you? I do love bullet points. He does. And uh, in terms of what it costs, um, in US dollars, $37.95. For How long is it going to last me, John? Well, yeah, we should have done it as an interview. Let's do, let's do it again. Okay. From top extreme John. So I'm thinking, of, you know, I'm an athlete. I've been doing some training. I'm sore. You know, I don't seem to be making these steps forward. You know, have you got any tips on how I can reduce 
things. Well, I think you could take some extreme, extreme and what, What's it going to do for me? It's going to reduce your lactic acid. Wow, what else? It's going to improve aerobic threshold. Wow, is it, surely it can't do anything else. But, but, but wait, there's more. It speeds up recovery. Back it up. That's got to be it. And it reduces muscle soreness. Whoa, that, those four points would seem phenomenal, John. What could I... Why, surely I'd be paying $500 for this. <laughs> no. Half that, Bevan. Oh, 250? No, half it again. Oh, 125? Keep on going. Oh, let's say, what, 50? Less. No. For 37.95, you can get one bottle of extreme Wait, John, how, that's got to be a week's worth. It's going to last you a month. It lasts me a month? But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more? Use the code IMTALK and you get 20% discount. Oh, wow. So where do we go, John, for this amazing deal? Xendurance.com. Very good, John. So there you go. We should be charging more because that was amazing. Yes. <laughs> they put us on TV3 every morning that's at 7 right. o'clock. Yeah, that's right. Infomercials. Met with the religious stuff. Yes. That's what we would. Okay. Um, so, so there you go. Extreme Endurance, in all seriousness, get on it. Check, check, check it out. Xendurance.com. Okay. Uh, hot Topic of the Week was, well, we didn't do it last week, so John's got one written up here. And it comes through from David Pierce, and he's got a few things about other things, but he's basically said... And John's going to love this one, because mm-hmm. John does have this inner anger. Mm-hmm. I sometimes wonder if you're on the Incredible Hulk, you Look know, out. maybe on the week. Ah! <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> what makes you angry about triathlon? Mm-hmm. What makes Just you... Leave it there. Do you want to discuss it? No. Do you have some things? No, no, I haven't thought about it yet, but I will definitely give it some thought. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think... You, like, he's got some examples here. My rant about the roof. Don't get me started on that. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's right, the roof. How is the roof? It's fixed. It's all good? No leaks? He's a robber. He's a robber in Christchurch. It's a robber He's in a Christchurch. He's a burglar. Should name and shame. Mm. <laughs> tempted, tempted. Uh, obviously, drafting cheats in top, in top poses. Oh. Talk about that on the weekend, yeah. actually. Okay, um, okay, so that's our discussion of the week. Check on, I'll put a link on www.imtalk.me or you can go to our Facebook page and they will be up there as well and you can have a discussion with us, which we'll talk about next week. Okay, John, music. Right then, uh, John, do you want to do the intro? Oh, great, okay. <laughs> yeah, John's right, just trying to do John. <laughs> Power Cookies, M here. Hi. Um, hello, M. Hello, guys. And we're going to talk She's some the nutrition ham. stuff. She's the ham. She's the ham. I'm the hummus. <laughs> the hummus. Right. So we're going to talk, sandwich we posted love. up on Facebook the other day just um, potentially a few <laughs> questions while well, these two monkeys just chatter about here. <laughs> I'll get on the serious business. And um, we had some good questions in there. So, Great questions, actually. Um, Jay Waters came in and said, pre-Ironman race meals. So I'd be interested, and um, I'm sure others would too, to hear M's general suggestions and thoughts about what type slash form of and how much carbohydrate protein fats etc should be consumed the morning before the start on race day so we're talking okay. here Actually, of race day the hmm. pre-race meal of race day okay. race yeah. morning. Nice. so you know race race start is typically going to be yeah. 6 30 or 7 a.m mm-hmm. coast to coast is 6 a.m 6 a.m so yeah. it's even earlier so it's, stupid sport. so it's a yeah. bloody early start <laughs> to the day and that's often brings in some challenges so what are what are people trying to achieve with their sort of pre-race meal 
Well, what you need to be doing is getting in as much carbohydrate on board as you can. Carbohydrate, again, I, I am always, I feel like I'm always harping about carbohydrates, but that's the in this main, situation, but isn't it? In, in this situation, yeah. it's it's really important. Like it, it is in general anyway. You know, you look at the food pyramid, you look at the percentages of of each nutrient that we recommend just for daily eating in general. Mm-hmm. Carbohydrate rules over. It's you know sixty to seventy percent of your calories, and so for the pre race meal and for carbo loading in the one to three days prior to Ironman, all of the focus really needs to go on carbohydrate because, again, it's going to be making up up to about 70% of your calories. It actually doesn't even make sense to get worried about the fat and the protein because it just works itself out. So focus on the carbs. And in terms of the amount to have pre-race wheel, you're looking at two to 300 grams of carbohydrate. <laughs> and so put, put that into perspective. So, yeah, like, is it a bowl so, of porridge oh, or yeah, how many we, wheat books? Absolutely. Or? You know, and, and again, this just comes down to looking at your food labels and, and estimating how much carbohydrates and stuff. So a big bowl of porridge with milk and have some sugar on it, maybe throw in some raisins or dates or something like That's that. Every morning for breakfast. <laughs> Me too. But really, like if you have a, a, a nice big bowl of that, you're going to be approaching a 100 grams of carbohydrate you should well, that's only 100 that's only 100 Oza. yeah so then if you like i would my personal like my pre-race meal of choice is exactly that so i'm getting in about 100 carbs with a big bowl of, of porridge yep. and then i'll have a big banana with it which will add another 30 grams of carbohydrate i'll have um, one or two coffees with honey in it and so the honey adds an extra you know sort of 20, and then you just drink 20 30 grams Sorry? And then you drink the rest? <clears throat> and then I probably drink the rest, yeah. Okay. I, I will have a power cookie as well, just depending on the race and on, on the day. Usually for coast to coast, I'll try to have one before. Um, Can you overbloat it? Like, let's say, you know, let's say you want to go for 200 grams of carbohydrate yeah. in your porridge. Yeah. It's a lot of food to take in. Yeah, it's, I challenged someone to try to... You did? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> it doesn't go well, <laughs> hey? <laughs> no. So, so you do want it's to get hard. a mix of everything it, to make it work. Two to 300 grams is the sort of textbook recommendation. It's a lot of food and it is hard to get in. So just try to do your best. Focus on the carbs and the protein and fat will work itself out. Are we, are we worried about simple and complex uh, with no GI and the, the, the GI thing you do want to um, you can have a balance of both but you want the overriding to be low, to be low. yeah, yeah. Okay. remember you're, you're also going to have a, a bottle or two of sports drink to go along with it Which and that's going to be high yeah. okay. so it will kind of balance out so so at this stage we don't need to worry about proteins or fats nah no you don't want too much anyway because it will displace your carb anyway plus it can cause gut upset so okay. yeah what about in terms of any issues regarding fiber is yeah, much to not concerns there. Not the time to be starting a high fiber regimen, but if you're used to having, let's say, a fairly high fiber type of muesli, or you know, I, like I use raw, sort of the old fashioned style rolled oats. We yep. cook them, but they do have a slightly higher fiber content than nor, than yep. higher processed oats and and other cereals. So if you're used to it, that's cool. If you've done it in training, you're cool. However, I will suggest if you do have the pre race jitters on race day, then it is a good idea to try experiment with different types of foods that are going to be easier to digest because you, you really do have to balance up the you know your nerves you know that does, does, does nerves affect consumption of you know calories oh yeah you lose your appetite okay. um you, you so know so that's you're going to make sure you're getting it in basically yeah it's hard and so you you really do have to balance up how you're going to get that food in and 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 it's it's a bit of trial and error it's a bit of doing what you're used to um but but also not not trying anything too new or too different what kind of distance is it like let's say i'm doing a half marathon in comparison yeah. to an ironman where i still be aiming to get 
Yeah, Be- because the research that they have on that amount of carbohydrate, it's for a steady state effort. I think they did the research on like a 5K race or something. Yep. So, and a while yeah, so yeah. the smaller distance. Yeah, so well, the shorter distances. Yeah. Timing-wise, we want to be looking about three hours before? Or? The, the window is one to four hours before, yeah. and that depends on your own individual tolerance, you know, and, and yeah. how long you need to digest your food. And, you you know, there's no magic recipe for that. You have to work that out yourself. Just, a, just as a side note, I must say you're looking very nice today. It's the first time I've seen oh. you in normal clothes in the studio. Oh. Oh, thanks, <laughs> She's looking pretty classy, isn't she, John? Classy. And you're looking awfully tan, mate. You've been yeah. in some beds. No. Okay. We, we clean no. up all right you here. You shut it up, don't you? Okay, next question. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, no. We, oh, back oh, it up. Oh. Devin's just trying to push him. Push, on. push, push. I, d- I have to be somewhere. To do, I'm, I'm a professional woman. I've got places yeah, to be. And so I was helping her out. That's why the boys are trying to rush this. I'm yeah. like, slow down, guys. There's no hammers outside today, Devin. We don't need to rush. Yesterday we had hammers banging the next room. We wrapped up the show pretty quickly. Oh no, today's nice and quiet. Um, but I think, I guess the main message for people is to make sure that they trial things. And I think yeah. for the guys that struggle, because a lot of people do struggle, you know, maybe even taking in more than a, one or two pieces of toast, um, yeah. my suggestion would probably be to look for more of a liquid, a liquid replacement. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's so much choice out there yeah. now, and you even just got to practice it. A good smoothie, like one of my favorites is like I, like, I find dairy a little bit like not the best thing yeah, to have before. But if you can do like a rice milk smoothie with banana and a bit of honey, and I love peanut butter. I'm Canadian, and you know that a smoothie made out of that is so yum. And even if you're super nervous, I reckon you can get that done. What about what about? Let's say you are someone who does can't take big volume. Can you, you know, let's say you get up, yep. you know, three hours before the you race, can get up real early, and maybe have three meals. Yeah, you can do that. Steve Gurney for Coast to Coast used to get up at like two, three in the morning and yeah. have a start eating at that time, and just keep eating it up. Till yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. And so you just have to work out what you know what's going to be the best thing for you. And also on my website, powercookies.com, I've got an article on my blogs that's uh, it's called Stress and Food While Racing, and it just gives a review of different types of issues that people have, and I've um, some of the answers I basically answered some Great. of those issues. So that's an article that I've I've got up on my, my web. Can, can we go on to the next question? My Tom? message is oh. practice, practice, practice. Yeah. yeah. Don't get to race and, and go, oh, what do I do today? Yeah. 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 You, have to, you have to practice for okay, sure. Okay, John, am I allowed to go to the next question? Permission granted. Okay, Brie Lawson. Oh, how do you say one? Wheat Viven? Viten Viven! It'd be great if she could go through a typical day of eating, including fuel before, during, after workouts. Touching on specific makeup and timing of meals for an age grouper who does a morning and evening workout. Wow. So if we if we sort of look at somebody, so with the example here is they're training twice a day. Morning session, yep. go, presumably go home yep. quickly, get ready for work, go to work, and then next session is going to be, say, for, say 5 o'clock in, in, in the day, in okay. the evening. We can assume that. Like, that's our little yeah, case, a, like a case, case study. study. Free, okay. so, free mind reading, John's prime reading, Roman and Bree. So first session of day is typically going to be a pretty early start, yeah. and, you know, say you might be starting at, say, 5.30 or 6 in the morning. Um, M, M, <laughs> if she's lucky, she gets going at tw- sort of midday. Eight, I I, I did a lot of 8 a.m. sessions oh, this year. Oh, man, you're living even, on the edge, aren't you? I even got out at 7. How do you 7? do it? The suffering you must go through. <laughs> I did. For people listening to this, so they'll be listening at 4 in the morning right now, <laughs> listening to us on their wind trainer. So they will be. Seriously. I'm such a lazy ass. <laughs> so, same thing applies here as we did with the, the pre-race meal. Is, is obviously eating that early in the morning is, yeah. is a bit of a challenge. So. Yeah. Any tips in terms of yep. is it important to eat before that session, or Definitely. can you pretty much get up and go right? I've got half yeah. an hour to get my shit together and yeah. get on the trainer, yeah. or, or should they really yeah. look to have something? Yeah. Generally, the morning sessions aren't massive sessions, <clears throat> and, like, unless you're doing a five-hour ride or something. <clears throat> Excuse me, I got a frog in my throat. It's all right. 
<laughs> um, unless you're like if you're just doing an hour and a half spin or you're going out for a swim or whatever you don't really need to have a whole lot what I because oftentimes in my training I'd do my hour and a half easy easy rides mm-hmm. in the morning I'd get up well actually I wouldn't get up Mitch brings me Mitch brings me coffee Mitch brings me coffee in bed oh, <laughs> with oh. so I get the coffee and then I get the porridge but I can't eat it that early before training so I'll just have a banana instead and then once the coffee kicks in, I get up, get dressed, get on my bike, go. And then when I get back from the session, then I have my proper breakfast. So the proper breakfast consists of basically what I said I have for the pre-race breakfast, but just not quite as a big portion. So I have like a medium-sized bowl of porridge with dates and almonds and brown sugar. And um, sometimes if I've got a really high training volume, I'll also add a fruit smoothie to that with some spirulina. Okay. Um, but if I'm if I'm not or I don't feel like it, then I, I'll skip the fruit smoothie and maybe have that as a mid-morning snack. And so, but so so you're saying if you can get anything in before those early morning sessions, it's going to be beneficial. I think how getting something in is is going to help. Like even it, like a banana, a, a regular sized banana, you're looking at twenty to thirty grams for a large banana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I have my coffee with honey in it, so that adds like Get I use I use a good yeah I use a good sort of tablespoon of honey, so that adds about another ten or fifteen grams of carbs. So I'm 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 getting in 30, 40 grams of carb for my pre for my yeah. morning pre. And you'd want those high GI Pretty as well, well to actually get the benefit of that in your training? or Oh, it doesn't really matter as long as you get something in. Okay. Yeah, get something in, you know, have a muesli bar or power cookie or something like that. If you're going to... Power a, cookies. Power cookies do... Com. They do work really. Like, you know, I, I they, they actually really do work. It's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> that's, that's how you designed them, wasn't it? You know? I know. It's crazy. It's just... But it's too, it's, it is a natural thing and, and the, the ingredients are, you know, it's all natural. But anyway, if you're going to a swim session and you've got to drive there, that's a really good time to get something into you while you're driving to the pool safely do it on the go do it safely don't well, talk on your cell phone so so you wouldn't recommend because you know you don't want to compromise sleep as well no. and no. you know so it's like you're not going to get up at an hour earlier no to get energy in for that session just do you? it while you're getting ready okay just do it so while you're you getting ready you kind of have the food ready the night before so you get up you can start eating yeah well you don't have to do much to get a banana ready hey, or a power cookie it takes a while to peel a banana <laughs> and if you have a Mitch who brings you coffee every morning yeah. then, then you you need a Mitch he's so good eh not you I held back what I was going to say there. Um, so going on during the day, obviously it's sometimes a challenge for people who are in, in office situations to get everything in. You know, they probably have a lunch break, but maybe mm-hmm. they can't get away too much during the day. Mm-hmm. So what's the sort of strategy for, for during the day um, yeah. in terms of getting yeah. getting food in, in, in an yeah. optimal way and also keeping an eye on, on yeah. your your, your diet so you're not yeah. going to be just you don't want to just out. grab whatever and eat junk food and go to mcdonald's or yeah. can you know kfc or something uh, you know for people who work in the city and they have a habit of going to cafes and and getting those you know those filled rolls or sandwiches or quiches and stuff they're okay but they're going to be really high in fat and you just want to watch that it's okay once in a while but on a rate like on a regular basis you want to try to prepare something ahead of time if you can take something into your workplace and again this is just going to depend on on your work situation and what facilities you have available and how much time you have to get some food in like if you can cook something i like to have leftovers for lunch quite often you know our evening meals generally consists of curries or pastas or some sort of bake like a like a veggie bake um with pumpkin potatoes whatever um lots of basically ethnic type foods and so they're high carbohydrate and so we'll have that as a leftover for lunch um, more often than not or I'll just have toast toast with like hummus avocado um, some tomato cucumber piece of fruit 
um, some nuts. That's my typical lunch. So, and depending on how hungry you are or how big your training volume is, you know, if, if you're training quite a lot, then you, you'll probably have, you know, two sandwiches. But, you know, for me, if I'm not training a lot, I'll just have one. But if I am training a lot, I have what, two. What about snacks ideas? Because that's often the thing mm-hmm. that, you know, you just, you, yep. that's when you sometimes fall apart. Yeah. You know, you're just thinking, what yep. the, I've got my, my sandwich yep. here or my pasta for lunch. Yeah. And that's going to be great. But, you know, just yeah, say you, you've got the munchies. Um, is that box at work where they sell the, you know, yeah. the chocolate to you uh, yeah. for charity? Have, yeah. have, you know what? A little bit of dark chocolate has never hurt anyone, you know, if you want to have that. Dried fruit and nuts is always really good. One of my favorites is they we've got those really good wheat crackers here in New Zealand, yep. those Vita yep. Weeds. Yep. I have those with hummus. Really love that. Um, what about, what about like, let's say, okay, let's say after work I'm going to do a big, you know, three and a half hour ride key session or even a mm-hmm. two hour run, something like that. Yeah. Is lunchtime so too far away? No, I. It's like I know work situation deals before. We yeah, deal with, you, you have to eat lunch when like a lot of people's schedules are going to dictate sort of when they can eat. So if you do like as John, when we set the case like Bevan, you know we're going to do the five o'clock session. Yeah. <laughs> so the lunchtime meal is probably you're right. It's probably going to be too early before yeah. that that afternoon session. So you are going to need to have an afternoon snack, which would sort of serve as your pre-training meal, if you will. And that's where you would have something, again, a power cookie. Like, so one of my energy cookies is about 80 grams, or sorry, 40, 45 grams of carbohydrate. So something like that plus a piece of fruit will give you around 60, 70 grams of carb. Or you could do, like, if you wanted a smoothie or a yogurt or another sandwich. Or um, I'm just trying to think. What else you could have? What do you you guys have? We we don't work much, so. Yeah, (laughs) we just eat whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know. But I think one of the main things is that. um, (laughs) I just eat, to be honest. When you've you've got that afternoon session, if you have got one, is Mm -hmm. firstly to plan that um, pre session meal. So you've got afternoon tea at, I don't know, Mm -hmm. 3, 3 3.30 or something. Mm -hmm. But have a plan for that training session as well, because, you know, you are going to struggle for energy to get all the way through it. So have a plan for that pre race thing, and also, not pre race, pre session. Yeah. But also for during the session. You know, whether it be a couple of gels yeah. or whether you take a yeah. power but we've covered the during whatever. we've covered the during the session yeah. stuff yeah. quite a lot in yeah. the past and I just want to remind everyone that what you have during that session counts over and above your daily intake so whatever yeah. you're having for your lunch your afternoon snack yeah, yeah th- that's just taking care of your daily energy requirements and then if you're doing a training session two hours or longer remember that's just counting for that training session it's over and above but a lot of it does come down to preparation because if you think about yeah. it really to eat food doesn't take long no you know what I mean? Like even yeah. a decent meal is only really five to yeah. ten minutes eating. So yeah. even if you have an afternoon break, yeah. Yeah. you could probably get yeah. your main meal and then really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, you want to know what I really like for sometimes an afternoon or a pre-training sort to of eat? Little, little. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what it is? I I really love I come, this year for coast coast to coast training. I got into the instant noodles because mm. they're really quick. You can get the low fat ones. Normal instant noodles are fried and they're really high in fat. Yep. So you want to go for low fat instant noodles. And I'd doctor them up. I'd chuck in some carrot and I'd chop up a bit of onion and whatever. Throw that in. Two minutes. Where you go? Two minutes. Eat it and it's six. Why they called two minute noodles? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on fire. Today. And they're about sixty grams of carbohydrate, which is right on on target with your pre pre-training snack so it's so, so in brief situation we've had we've done our breakfast we've had a little yep. bit a little bit of milk beforehand yep. something like banana beforehand we've eaten breakfast afterwards yep. we've had a good lunch and yep. then a pre-snack which would probably be our PM snack before the race I mean before the, the ride before or, the ride yeah yep. um, then you're going to have your nutrition on board during the ride or, yep. or the so then normal dinner 
and then a normal dinner. But if the Put normal if the normal dinner is delayed, then after that training session, you need to have quite a lot of carbohydrate, up to 100 grams of carbohydrate oh, wow. within 30 minutes of that session. Okay. And so the actual formula is 1.2 grams of carb per kilo of body weight. And you're technically supposed to have that within 30 minutes. And then every hour thereafter for the next four hours, if you've really smashed and depleted mm-hmm. yourself. Yep. However, it's not always practical to do that. What I, what I recommend to people is to have that initial post-training snack. So let's say for someone like me, I'm about 60 kilos. So I take on about 80 grams of carbohydrate and 10 to 20 grams of protein with it. And I'm a vegetarian. Oftentimes, the type of carbs that I have have protein in them as well. Or if not, I'll I'll add it with some nuts or some soy or something like that. Um, And then I have that, and then I get my meal going and then have have my, um, my, my big meal. And again, you... As Ironman athletes, you really need to be going for like the pastas, curries. So just lots really of carbs. Ethnic, yeah, burritos. I've been making some incredible burrito dishes lately. What about, what about some, the protein, yeah. you know, to aid recovery thing? The, the 10 to 20 grams of, of protein in that post-training snack will suffice. Okay. Okay. And then your post-training meal, like then the actual meal that you have is going to generally have 20 to 30 grams okay. of carbohydrate of, of protein in it. Right. And and quite a lot of carbohydrate. And then if you're hungry in the evening, you can add an extra evening snack if you want. But generally, you know, f- for me, I'm, I'm often eating quite late, and so that's it. But if you like to, you know, well, if you're training at 5 o'clock and you do yeah. a three-hour session, you're eating at 8, 8.30, and then exactly. it's bedtime. What about for those who are conscious of, of, of not putting on weight? Maybe they're on a strategy to try mm-hmm. to reduce their weight. Yep. Is that evening time a time where they do have to be a little bit careful? Obviously, they've got to yeah. replenish straight after the training session and get yeah. sorted and have their yeah. evening meal. But often you can be really hungry in that period. Is that yeah. a is that sort of well, a dangerous period? The, or? The, the best remedy to prevent to prevent sort of that it is a little bit of a danger period because I think the problem and what you can do to prevent that problem is to make sure you are eating adequately during the day if you're under eating during the day you will be hungry at night and then you kind of get the werewolf syndrome yeah, happening at yeah. night the and TV's all temptations on in front and, of you as well yeah it's all temptation there and and you're hungry and so you just end up overeating and that's most people's Achilles heel when it comes to managing their their weight Mm -hmm. and and the key to weight loss I'll hammer it home again is to eat consistently throughout the day don't starve yourself and don't go hungry and you know and listen to your body if you do feel hungry then chances are you probably do need to have something and then maybe revisit it the next day and just tweak up how much you're having at each meal throughout the day And, and if you're not getting in quite enough like you know, add another piece of toast at lunch, or you know, yeah. have a little bit more. It is funny, eh? like it's like I've never really been that emotionally attached to my food, and um, no. you, you know, it's interesting. It's, you just I, kill it, pretty much. But <laughs> but we, like, when I went for my man, you know, and when I yeah. stopped, yeah. You know, it was it was it was really obvious the amount I needed to take away from my diet. Yeah, it wasn't really. I didn't really sit down and go, okay, well, now I need to have two more yeah. bits less or anything. But yeah. it was really obvious. I suppose I've learned. Mm. to figure out my energy requirements yeah. just through experience you can listen to your body for mm. sure and um y- you know it's y- you're you'll kind of you'll figure out pretty quickly if you start to put on weight and and um and if you do have a problem with that or you know you have an issue you're like well i kind of eat a few extra sweets i've got a sweet tooth then address don't buy them don't buy them yeah. starve no yeah. <laughs> you can still have them and and that's where you know you can work it in a little bit too that's why i said you know for a snack have a bit of dark chocolate or, yeah. you know or have whatever you know, some tim tams 
has a cake a day. I don't know if that's no. Okay, <laughs> but I do. I, I love my sweet, and I would definitely have. I have, I have two Tim Tams a day with yeah, my lunch. Tim and, you know, Tams. It's like, two Tim. But hey, Tim Tams are a great way to add a bit of extra carb. It's about another twenty grams of carb. It's fairly low fat, and they're yummy. Yeah, and they're yummy. There you go. <laughs> Next question: Which one do we decide um, to do? Well, I'll answer Andrew James Brind search. My goodness, you got a little, you've expanded your name there, Andrew. No, that's yeah. always been his name. Or maybe put James in there. Yeah, James, because yeah. I'm Bevan James. Weight, Bevan James weight to gain, match. Weight gain. And James added it hip there too. Yeah. James Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> weight gain when injured. John struggles with He's us. Got four, <laughs> Bevan's got like four thousand friends on Facebook. Like I, you've you've got like this cult following. I'm I mean, like, we're really tight for them. I, you know, I love them all. <laughs> Um, <laughs> weight gain when injured. I think this one's pretty straightforward because it's whatever you take in, whatever you're burning is what you yeah. should be taking in. So if you can't train, then you've yeah. basically just got to reduce your diet yeah. down. I suppose the, yeah. the better question is how do you control your eating when you're injured? Because the thing is with us is we get into this place where we train like animals, you can eat all day, mm-hmm. you get away with murder You know, when it comes to weight because yeah. your energy output's so high yeah. Yeah. and we install these habits yeah. and then suddenly we can't exercise. Yeah. And if you get if you can't exercise and then that affects your endorphin levels and then it affects your moods and then that triggers yeah. eating, you know, eating dis- disordered itself, eating yeah. patterns and you feel bad and then you eat because you feel bad and you eat because you're bored. And Easy answer there, Em, but a knocky two or three times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't believe I lowered myself to come on your show. You love it. You, you love, love it. it. Ed Hawkins, that one? Yeah. Uh, During the taper, I don't want to gain weight, but oh, I, I, we, we, yeah. we, we might address well, that one as a whole okay. another day. Okay. Oh, yeah. Do we want to do this one? Oh, what about that one? James Anderson, does diet have any effect on muscle muscle efficiency? I don't know. (laughs) 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 Well, optimal diet is going to help. Optimal performance. I I guess I'm not really sure what he means about muscle efficiency, like the building and the recovery or or what. Like, yes, diet does have a, a really big effect on that because you can't recover properly. There's a whole chain of hormone hormonal events that happen when you exercise you're breaking down your muscles you're releasing catabolic hormones which are breaking down these muscles and then you know you have a whole myriad of of things that happen in response to that and nutrition can actually help to stop those catabolic hormones and stimulate your anabolic hormones your natural anabolic hormones to be released so that you can actually build muscle and have anabolism and so diet does play a really big role in that it's it's quite it's pretty complex and i don't think it's something that we need to get into today but to answer your question james yep it 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 does in in that context of muscle efficiency i'm going to sum up everything we ever talk about nutrition here all you need to do my opinion is go back to the food triangle yeah just look at that don't, don't yeah, eat, just look at it. Just, just look, look at it all day long. <laughs> yeah, you struggle with it. That's how you'll lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> just, I think so many people stray away from that and look at all yeah. these fads, but yeah. go back to that and, yeah. and keep it all yep. natural and fresh and, yep. and unprocessed. And mm. yeah, it's just obviously modifying yeah. the quantities a bit and obviously yeah. pre racing. Well, some processed stuff is okay yeah. for Iron Man because you need it to get in the volume because if you try to get yeah, it. Yeah, like I remember when I was doing 40 hours a week, when I was doing group fit and training, I had to eat shit food to get the calories in. I was losing weight too much. Like you're eating healthy food sure but yeah. to get it it's kind of like when you're carbo loading you know remember when we're sitting there carbo loading I'm like I don't want to eat another ginger nut or yeah. Tim Tam or whatever and it's like you know I'm drinking a <laughs> sports drink and it's just pure sugar and you you know carbo loading does make you feel pretty gross but mm-hmm. it's pretty short lived and, and some of that bloatedness that you get with it, I guess I'm straying off topic but um, some of that bloatedness that you do get with carbo loading which kind of answers Joshua's question 
Or which which question? Um, Edwards. Ed's question. It's question. Ed's question. He 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 was concerned about weight gain during carboloading. And generally, when you carboload, you should only do it for one to three days. So you really won't gain weight in that time unless you really just eat yourself till you, you know, puke. puke. Okay, I'm going to do the last question because we've done everyone else's question. Although, there would be Rebecca Smith's. I'll answer that question. Part of that question. What test do you recommend? Not necessarily what test do you recommend for detecting food intolerances with my kids. I mean, I just take them to a specialist and they had to. You really? Oh yeah, because Tommy's got—he's a little celiac. Oh. He's not celiac. He's got oh, uh, wheat allergy. Wheat allergy. Yeah. But did, did you do this randomly, or did you know that things were up? No, it was, just, it was pretty obvious. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah. um, I just thought you were like a proactive parent. You know, <laughs> <laughs> change, change the diaper. It's like <laughs> 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 expensive. It was about three, you know, three or four hundred bucks to get yeah. it done. But you know, blood tests um, for for gluten um, and different allergies they also do prick tests um that's what we do on the kids to, to find different allergies but for the food one it generally was uh for the wheat allergies via a blood test so i'm pretty sure that's mm. where you mm. pick up celiacs and stuff as well yeah. i don't know if you want to comment yeah. anything i i don't know a whole lot about that it's not really my area of expertise in nutrition um mm. but i think john probably knows a bit better and well, so he does go you, get well, a test from a doctor get the yeah go see a go see a doctor test. Yes. yeah i would avoid going to like go to a real doctor like a real specialist like don't <laughs> you don't, don't, doctors? don't go <laughs> No, but do, like, don't go to like your neighborhood. You know. Yeah, who sees old people like, all day? Well, not your like. What's the word I'm looking GP. for? No, the people who get their mm. certificates in two weeks and then they're uh, qualified to, you uh, know, diagnose. The liar, the local liar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't go to a witch doctor. Go to like, okay, go, go to a medical qualified. Doctor. Go to a real <laughs> doctor. Joshua Cable's got a cool question. He's don't just saying, you know, he he knows we need to add protein to what we're doing after a workout to help with recovery. Blah blah blah. But does it really matter on the protein we use? Should we be going for the cheapest stuff that we can find, which usually uh, we whey based, or should we go for something that looks like it's got more benefits in the mm. case of you know vegetable, vegan protein yeah. powders and so on? Yeah. Does yeah. it matter on what kind of protein, yeah. or is it just marketing? It, a lot of it is just marketing. Okay. You know, with with vegetarianism, you know, if you're if you're eating a combination of starches and grains with vegetables and or beans or nuts mixed into there, you're getting a complete protein. Um, you know, if you're if you're using animal proteins, that's about as complete as you can get. Egg is the most um, uh, bioavailable protein, you know, for humans, and so seafood's fantastic. You know, they're all really good quality proteins. In terms of the protein powders and the costs, a lot of that really is marketing. And like personally, I get everything I need through my diet through real food. I don't buy protein powders unless someone's given me some, and then I chuck some in a milkshake just for a bit of flavor. But yeah. I'm not really using it for that. You know, Who doesn't need protein powders then? No, I don't think anyone as, does. As long as you've got a good diet. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just because I spent a thousand bucks now. <laughs> no, one does. But, it, but I don't want to, like, you know, poo-poo it. If you like it and it works for you and there's a convenience factor you have to look at and if that's what you want to do and you really love having a fruit smoothie and you don't want to get yeah. protein from any other source. There's sometimes a place for it, but sure, it's not there the is. answer to all your yeah, needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I think it's worth questions. Um, power cookie update um oh gosh we're just we're trucking away we're making some new changes I'm changing my display boxes going with a full color graphic so I'm going away from my plain sort of natural looking rocks to like a actually yeah it's gonna look really pretty sexy I've got my designer on the case and um it and they're gonna be slightly smaller but everything's going really well with power cookies we had a wee bit of a of a struggle there for when the earthquake happened because the bakery got hit but but they're okay um and they they did lose a couple weeks 
say? No, it's Baker Boys. Oh, Baker Boys. Yeah, okay. and they're in the eastern suburbs, and uh, so they got hit pretty hard with the earthquake. Of, yeah, the, they're in the heart of it yeah, big wow. time. But amazingly, within a week, they were back up and running. Really? My products didn't get back up and going for two weeks. Just like when I visited the bakery two weeks after the earthquake, like there's still, you know, it was still... You could just see on everyone's faces, like everyone was really stressed out, and because they've just been working around the clock to get it yeah, going, yeah. like it was so so impressive. Like my wow. hat just goes off to them. So um, so everything's on track there, but it's still like you know with with the earthquake, it's just affected everybody, and so mm. we're we're certainly feeling that. But um, but everyone's in kind of the same boat, and everyone mm. seems pretty optimistic. And yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's all going really well. I mean, she's she, they've got a pie business, and they lost like two and a half thousand pies. So yeah. all the power went off for. A, uh. For you know, for a week. Oh, the refrigeration. Just, yeah, yeah. So screwed, so. Yeah, it's so sad. Do you get sad, free like. pies? Sorry, do you get free pies? She'd be like, John, come yeah. over, come get the pies. Not me, no, because they were sitting in the in the red zone, so you couldn't go in and get them. They basically took a huge load for the dump. Love a pie. Dump the pies. Oh. Love the pie occasionally. Ocean Divine, very nice bluff oyster pies. Ooh. Ocean Divine, not Co.NZ, I think it is. Okay, there you go. But you can also go out. to Ems Power, Power Cookies. Cookies. Or Power Cookie? Just powercookies.com. Or on Facebook, it's um, facebook.com forward slash Ems Power like Cookies. Facebook. Gotta be a friend <laughs> on Facebook. Be a friend on Facebook. I love you a long time. And uh, we'll hear you off to Canada. Yes. <laughs> oh, my face. I'm surprising. My third... <laughs> I told Bevan, I'm like, don't broadcast this. But, um, but but the thing is, she's going to Canada on Friday, New Zealand time. Which tomorrow, is, New Zealand time. Oh, it's Thursday, New Zealand time. Yeah. And we're recording this Wednesday last week for you guys. So we don't release this until next Tuesday. When you guys are listening to this now, we're releasing it today for you guys. But we recorded this last Wednesday and she's already in Canada. Yeah. You are. You're in Canada. That well, we when, are. We, when we release this, right? We will. Yeah, she's giving me that evil like, she, doesn't, she doesn't know how we work. I just, got the, I just got the Mitch look. That's what that was. That was like, like you didn't bring my coffee this morning. Frozen with fear. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. No, I'm surprising. It's a surprise. Only my mum knows, and and um, yeah, it's going to be pretty fun. So pretty exciting mm-hmm. times. And for the Aussies out there, the bike shops they can get yeah car, car cookies and bike, bike shops. Sh- bike shops. Go visit velovita.net.au and um, they have have a whole retailer list on there or you can contact them just send them an email and tell them where you are and, and where the nearest um, store is and spread the word tell your friends oh, I had this cookie this cookie monster would want it you'd Yum. say cookie yeah. monster is so jealous he's so jealous <laughs> I, yeah I love my cookies okay till next time Em thanks for coming in great to be here guys hey Cornado keep cool to after school you probably wouldn't get that one would you no what did Ollie Olsen Ollie Olsen see John and I we came up from a, in New Zealand when we were kids there was a TV program called After School yeah. and there was a guy called Ollie Olsen and at the end of every show he'd go a Cornada which I don't even know what it means I can say, what does that mean it's a, a, a multi word for probably goodbye <coughs> yeah. good luck or something god we're so culturally oh, with I it know. and someone once gave me an email <laughs> saying that was pretty disrespectful but anyway and he'd say keep cool and he'd do it in sign language as well to oh, after school yeah. I was keep cool to, uh, you know his sign language doesn't work in a podcast oh, <laughs> anyway that's that's, uh, that's him we'll okay. see you next time you're on the show mate yeah great to see you guys thanks for having me love your work sponsor Athlinks.com. Athlinks. John, what's happening in a couple of weeks? Well, it's the next Iron Distance Race. There's bugger all happening actually in the whole triathlon world at this time. It's really that in between season. It really time. is, because normally when we do news and discussion a week, we can take up to around 35 minutes. Yes. We've already done those sections, and, well, Millie, we've had an interview in between times. And a sponsor. We, so it's 17 minutes up to that point, so there's no news. Next race is coming up. It's Ironman Australia. Do we, know, do we know who's racing it? Yes. Why is it what, controversy? Um, because they, they've split the field, they made it a seventy point three and an Ironman one day. Uh, somebody sent me through the Is list. That the only place it does it. China does it as well. 
Yeah, but it's a smaller race, isn't it? It's sold out in eight weeks. Got oh. an email through the other day. It's all sold out. We, we were going to do that race. Remember we talked about doing that at some stage? Yeah. We were like, well, let's go to China. Um, but the reason there's controversy in, in, in Australia is because I've split the field up and so only half people amount... And they're only over a thousand entries, don't they, for the Ironman distance? Yes. Yeah, yep. So. Uh, it's around about that. So... I tell you what, 13 of these people are going to be doing it. And somebody did send me through the entries and we'll do that the week of the race. Um, okay. I just remember Pete Jacobs is racing and uh, I think Patrick Vernet. He won it last year, didn't he? But it was... I remember actually just thinking about it, looking at the field. It was a very weak field. Uh, not... There's, there's no some, points. There's some good guys there. There's points. No money. There's no money. There's yeah. like, well, there's money, but it's like... It's one of the, 15, it's one of the lowest 15, paid, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. the lowest stake of their their It's appalling, mm. especially for Australia, because it's such a triathlon. Mm. You know, like, surely they can get the money. Don't have to, because everybody pays to enter, so you don't... Yeah, you know, still, just, you know, give some luck back to the sport, mm, I mean, Australia. Sure, um, crap out. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, these guys don't care, because they're on athletes, and they will know that they're doing this race. So, Adrian Hamilton... So basically what happens is if you want to see a race that's coming up and see the people that are on Athlinks, it may well be part of the IM Talk community, who's doing what. You just um, plug, a, click on the event um, button at the top of the page, plug in the, the name of the race, and it'll pull up um, the, the name of it. You click on it and you can click to whether you want to say, I'm doing this race, I'm spectating at this race, I'm supporting at the race, um, or I'm undecided. And these people have already signed up and they're, they're racing. Adrian Hamilton is going to simply finish my first Ironman. And one other thing you can do here is you can click on... Um, Your goal time. You can click, put, you can put down goal time, but you can also send people a bit of encouragement. Bevan's not signed in, so does, <clears throat> we can't do that now, but... Uh, you click on it, you say, hey, good good luck with your first Ironman, or, or if you see somebody up there, you know, you might have gone to school with them and say, I yeah. used to put your head down the toilet and now you're finishing you your Ironman. I wouldn't have done that. No, I was no. a good kid. Yeah. yeah. Matt Tench is also racing. Ben Peterson. Where, where's that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. And then we've got Nathan uh, McCulligan. Brett Pierce. And he's aiming for 10 hours. See, yes. I handle the hills in the longer form of the race. So this is obviously his first time. I'm liking the way you can put your goal time down. Yes. That's pretty cool. Putting it out there. Shane, Shane Old Stanford, he went for what I got. For, I literally got pretty much 10 hours 59. I may have been about 56. I just yeah. got under the even hour mark. So he's yeah. aiming for what I got to finish strong. That's what he wants to do. Dan Ben, Stephen Quirk and Grant Callahan. Oh, you're just flying through. And Tim Adams. Uh, here we go. Jerry Newman. Oh, Jeremy Newman. Tim Gainsford. And then... Masami Nori Bell from Singapore. So it's good. You can oh. put comments, you can put times, and then if you're keen, give people a bit of support. Yeah, so go on to Athlinks, and whenever you're going to do your next race, put it on there. Mm-hmm. And we may even say your name on the show, which rocks, but you can then they also have links to information on the website. You can go to the website, what's going to happen with the race, uh, you can share the event. And if you're a supporter, let's say you've got a mate who you know is going to be doing a race and their name's on there, you could be cheering on the pack. pack. Nice. So you can actually give them a bit of love as well. So there we go there's Ironman Australia so athlinks.com check it out social networking for endurance athletes get on there let everyone know what you're doing and let them know your goal time putting your goal time is a bit of a risky thing isn't it it is do you like to do that do you like to yeah, tell yeah. people what you're going for yeah I don't have no problems with that Yeah. put it out there put it out there take a risk yes. what about Nathan McCallum first Ironman so finishing is the bottom line I do not have a time in mind, but we'll just be see how the day pans out I think mm. there we go so you can even put a little message Love Athlinks. Athlinks.com. Okay, John, what have we got up next? Let's have a look. Um, bum, ba, bum, bum. Right, Coach's so, Corner. So the last time I saw you running, I'd just come off the hill 
um, the bottom of Dyer's Pass Road and you were running around the corner by that pizza place. Yeah. And I think that was the last round when you blew your calf out or something. Well, I think I had blown my calf out at that point, so don't judge me, John. Okay. Don't judge me on my running then. (laughs) She thought your running technique looked, I was thinking, people's running technique looks a lot better than it used to. (laughs) (laughs) I seriously thought that. I had moved on my technique, but yeah, but... Uh, yeah. And I'd just come off there doing um, five hill reps. Up oh, so it's about you, not me. No, oh. not about you. And I was going through it. I was feeling pretty crappy and but bit sorry for myself that day. I wasn't really in the mood to do it. But I was thinking, how could I potentially use a session to help the triathlon community on in terms of getting through sessions? You're always um, thinking of others, aren't you? Always, yeah. always, always, yeah, always. Give us. My wife never calls me selfish. Um, <laughs> thinking about how you get through sessions, a lot of people perceive sessions to be boring sessions. Say I go and tell somebody to go go to the pool and do thirty one hundreds on yep. say, for, say I was a bit minute thirty, be, one minute thirty, one minute forty, whatever. Short rest, you just got to one fifty, and just get through the session and uh, how you can actually get through that. So what I'd actually just been through, I'd done five hill reps. Basically, it's like a for me, it's a ten minute warm up, and then you're basically going up the same hill for it takes sort of. Five to How far six up minutes. Do you go? go to the cup. Okay, great. Um, you go up there. So it's a. Are you go five, down five, Hackthorn and around. No, I go up Hackthorn, turn left. I come down another hill. Have two, about two minutes on the flat, and then I'm back up again. So it's ten minutes warm up, and then basically it's five loops. And then How back long home. was the whole set? Um, it takes about ten minutes per rep when you're. So it's been an hour up. Yeah, just over an hour. Nice little workout. Um, But I wasn't really in the mood, and I know a lot of people, if they see lots of numbers, lots of reps, they're thinking, oh, how can this be interesting? Um, But these are some tips to try to help get you through it. So when you're in times of trouble, a bit bored, and you're not saying I'm objective of a workout, here are some ideas. Also, if you're a bit inexperienced, you know, if you come from a sporting background, you often might not find these sessions mentally as challenging. Um, But anyway, here we go. First thing I do is always take my times. So that helps you with... Yeah. A bit of self-competition. Yep, helps you with pacing. So, you know, when I do the hill reps, um, I'm descending them all the way through. So the first one might be, you know, six and a half minutes. The last one might be five minutes, for example. And yep. that keeps you motivated. Um, it helps you assess your progress as well <clears throat> and, and work with, with your, your pacing skills. So if, you, if, you know, if you're new and inexperienced and if you go out in a five-minute 30 and your first one's that and then your last one's only five minutes... 20 then you haven't done a very good job or if you if your pace varies hugely so um it's interesting as well I, I think one thing you find when you do reps like when you do like let's say you're going to do six reps it's often the first couple you're right because they're a little bit easier it's normally the fourth third and fourth where you kind of lose the plot a little bit this like, is where my tricks come in later on we play with the mind oh, a little bit because, because you do find the last couple you know you're just about finished so you've got that motivation to finish and you're kind of driven but it's off, even when I'm training other people if you're doing like intervals of 30 seconds you know max and you know off that kind of stuff it's always those kind of middle sets where they lose the plot so it's good to keep focusing those I'm, times I'm going to skip to point three here okay John in here. okay I fast forwarded for you this is what I do here we go and um so um, I'm, I sort of there's two things I do I look forward so when I've got um, say I'm, I've, I've just finished rep number two so you're not even halfway and you're thinking yeah. oh god well, how am I going to do this what I'll generally do say I'm doing two or five reps I'll think um, what my, my processing will just go well, I've only got to do one more and then I've only got two to go nice. so I'm not, I'm not thinking I'm not even halfway yet yep. I'm sort of trying to put a bit of a positive spin on that thinking the finish isn't that far away so it's almost like you're going just okay there's only one more to go uh, one more to go and then, I've, then I'm well past halfway you've only got two to go once you've yeah. done the next one <laughs> rather than thinking I've done two I'm not halfway I've got three to go so whatever little tricks you can play so when I'm in the first half of a set I'll always be sort of looking forward um, and sort of trying to kid myself that I haven't actually got that much to go or I've, you know, I've got plenty of energy and I'm going to smoke the next one and I'm thinking about the times that I'm going to do then obviously when you tip number four when you get past halfway then it's sometimes good to start looking back yep. and go well I've done, done three yep. 
way past halfway. I've only got two to go, um, and that's when you start looking back. A good idea as well. I'm not sure if you've got this. I'm kind of mixing it all up with you, but um, as, as soon as you finish the, the set, set the goal for the next set. Mm-hmm. So let's say I did set two, and you, you know you've done five minutes, and you you know that you're trying to you know go faster each time. Well, then at the top of the hill, go okay. Next set, I want to go. 455 or 450 you know and so that you're starting to focus putting your focus on what you're trying to achieve the next time instead of going oh I'm feeling like crap today and and it's a good point because um, you're not always going to set PBs a lot of people get stuck in this I think every time I go out there I'm going to set a PB well you can't you can't that's just not possible so if you're out there the the conditions might be different so you know once you've done your first one you'll probably have a bit of a feeling um, on how you're feeling or your first or second one you'll know what the conditions are like the wind so you basically say Right, I did six. As Bevan said, I did six minutes for that one. Next one, I want to do five minutes forty-five. It doesn't matter if the week before you went five minutes thirty or five minutes yeah. fifteen. You go right. What I want to try to do on the next one is is, is, is this. Uh, so I think that's really good. Yep. Um, now this is one thing that I really try to push a lot on on the athletes that I coach is is your focus when you're in either training or more so in racing. But you can use this when you are doing a, a set of reps. Is this is what goes through my mind when I'm doing it and, and what I'm doing in a race. Firstly, is um, I'm I'm checking my form. Um, so if I'm on the bike and I'm climbing, I'm trying to think about you know having a nice straight back, having my arms fairly relaxed, and obviously my cadence and sort of doing a full circle. Yeah, full circle. Running, running. You know, obviously got all your, your form ticks there as well. Um, landmarks uh, or kilometer splits if you're in a race situation, which is really important for control. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you know, like mentally, it's also just gives something to focus on as well, and it helps you set your pacing, but. Um, a lot of people, especially in Ironman, you know, go out too fast in the run. If you know your mm-hmm. case splits, then you can stay within control. And if you're doing a, a, a set of intervals or repetitions where you're not going to have case splits out there, you know, on a hill rep, I'll go, right, my first focus when I do this climb is I've got to get to this house or this little section where on these hill reps where it flattens off. So I'm just focusing on that point there. Um, third, thirdly, uh, keeping track of your times. So if you're in a race, you know, taking those, constantly just taking those mile or case splits. And then when you're in a race situation, you're thinking about your nutrition um, as well. And training, obviously, it's still important if it's a long session. Well, I actually think, I think if you look at your sessions, if you look at your week, if you think of you know your whole plan of a 12-week period and you have your key weeks and all the rest of it and even your key sessions, it's in, your, in your A sessions and your key sessions, it's, foc- it's actually practicing this focus stuff. Mm. You know, because it's one thing to say on race day, you know, make sure you focus on form, landmarks, time and nutrition – but if, if it's, it is just a practice skill mm. and you're trying to train your mind how it should be thinking in those times when you're actually under stress and in your, in your A sessions, that's when you are going to be experiencing the most physical stress where you will get distracted mentally. Mm-hmm. So if you can learn to actually put those focuses in your mind, then it's going to train you better. So come race day, you're going to be a better experienced athlete in those you know pressure situations. So, totally. Mm. And that's basically what is going through my mind when I'm in a race or when I'm in a <clears throat> training session where I've got to have that bit of focus is going right form go through that checklist second landmarks or case splits you know whereabouts am I thirdly checking my times thinking about my times going right what am I going to do for this next split uh, etc and then fourthly nutrition I think at the same time whilst in a session I'm thinking about that and, and in the times when requ- which require focus in a race I'm going through that sort of four point checklist yeah. it's also really important that when everything's going well so for example you're on the bike at some stage and you, your speed's good if you've got power media power's good you're feeling fine everything's cool just chill out and don't get too focused because you've only got a certain amount of mental energy that you can you can keep up yep. and you save that for the times when you when you really need it you know usually on the run or if there's difficult times on the bike I have a question for you yes so from your experience 
when you know these four points you kind of think about when you're out there running and Ironman we do you're not competing so much but when you're in a competitive place where you're actually pushing against someone do you still try to stay in that place or do you actually start oh, to yeah. lose that yeah I mean um, you probably, probably not so much you know certain aspects of it my form I definitely would yeah. um, if I was an Olympic distance then times aren't so important yeah. basically I'll be focusing much more on form and landmarks yeah. um, because Albert I remember at one time when we had an aquathon during Epic Camp down in Wanaka Albert's a legend too like yeah. that eh? he just and smacks himself like honestly I love watching Albert train because there's no there's just go <laughs> but he's he's, he's he's a great swimmer and he's as we know he's the fifth fastest marathon for his age in the, in the world, world. Uh, yeah. Boston Marathon was this morning actually oh really um, oh, Albert would have ran ok we'll have a look at that later on okay. um, but he and I um, came out of the swim where I maybe caught him up on the on the, some stage on the run and we're running along side by side um, for a period and then uh, and then I sort of pretty much took off I was still working hard I mean I was yeah. a good runner I wasn't like I was just cruise yep. um, and he said well, what, what did you think about when you, you ran and I basically I said I was just all I did was think about two or three aspects of my, my technique I thought about maybe my knee lift or my push off or my cadence or whatever yep. I had about two or three things that I reeled off and said that's what I thought about didn't actually really increase my effort anymore I just thought about that form and that let, let me yep. sort of pull away so I think it is still really important it but, is focus on what I can control isn't mm-hmm. it yeah yeah it's, it's real but I really want to stress that I go through that list I'm not going through that list all day every day when I'm on the run I'd say in the second half of the run I'm constantly just going through that list and trying to keep as focused as I can on the bike if you chilled it if everything's going cool then you just chill out um, you still refer back to them at times but as I said you've only got a certain amount of mental energy I guess the one other thing that I I, um, I, I sort of lo- log is I do my, log my progress when I'm going through um, somebody's a year Bevan as the painter but I told him I was doing the show <laughs> uh, I'm doing the show just Come on, man. Yeah. And so, <laughs> uh, logging your progress is always great. And as we said before, you're not always going to set PBs. Um, you basically judge how you performed in that training session or that race based on all the other factors. You know, say for example, you've had a crappy sleep, you've had a crappy day at work, um, and you've had a really hard day of training the day before. You judge how you did that workout um, based on all the factors that are sort of available to you so logging all your workouts is good as well John the Boston Marathon results come up let's do our sponsor sponsor or oh, anything else you want to add uh, I wasn't listening to you in that last bit that's okay those are just some tips to get you through racing and training difficult situations when you might be a bit bored a few things to focus on okay well John the, the thing is I pulled up the Boston Marathon results and it's saying 2011 yes Boston Marathon yes but it looks like you did, what did you do last year Albert, you beat me. Um, <laughs> he's in a blinder. He did, he did like two thirty nine something or other last year. Oh, he's done a two thirty seven fourteen. Still fifth best in his age group in the world. It's impressive. They did. I, I don't know if it was really good conditions, but I just did see that they set a new world record time. But it's not. Clear, it's not. What do you mean? He's been Gabriel Celesi's. Uh, it is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it did. Wow. But it's not recognised because it's a point-to-point um, marathon. What does it mean? Well, I'm pretty sure that's what I just read somewhere before I came round that it might not necessarily be recognised. Oh, I, I, I might be speaking out of turn there. Surely if you cover the distance. But if it's a net downhill and stuff... Oh, true. I, uh, that's just what I saw somewhere. So for it to be a real marathon, around. it has to be... I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's they do the win assisted races and they take the records away from people. So, I don't know. But, but boys, it's just top, top to me. Because also... <laughs> I'm not worried about that. Oh, you are too. Um, 
<laughs> because the Ryan Hall or whatever of the states, he set a new American time. He did two oh four something. Uh, so oh, it's well, a let's look at home. Oh, it's, oh, it's had a blind like, two years in a row. It is impressive time. Albert. He's done a, a two thirty seven fourteen. Yes, that's impressive, man. Race pace of six miles, six minute miles. Yes. Um, fifth in his age group. Still fifth, fifth, fifth best athlete of all time. One hundred forty eighth overall and one hundred one hundred sixty seventh overall. One hundred. I, I love that about big races. You do that kind of time and you only get like one hundred seventieth. Mm. Wow, that's that. versus my. I would I get a little eleventh in Auckland. So what did you do? Two. What did I do? Two thirty eight thirty something like that. He's got he got like a minute fifteen on you, mate. I ain't going that fast anytime soon either. <laughs> Very impressive. That's awesome, Albert. Congratulations. Well, because Albert's had a great race, go to the coffees of Hawaii and yeah, buy He's you. juicing himself. I guess that's one thing we haven't talked about before. He's juicing himself. No, he isn't, John. On coffee. Oh, thank you. And one thing I'll say is, um, obviously last week we had our interview with... Um, oh, 20302. Yeah, I told you it was the fast time. And Ryan Hall did 20458. He's the first American. And I've got to say, the Americans are really starting to be, do quite well in marathon. Cause That's they, pretty great for Ryan Hill because he's white dude as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but also the second place in the females was an American as well, which is pretty impressive. One thing I've got to say, though, is um, we got interviewed Desiree last week. By, we got interviewed last week by um, yep, Marathon, marathon Talk, Talk. Yep, Talk and hadn't listened to their podcast before, so I thought I'd better go and listen to one. Yep. And I was, uh, they had one on that I haven't actually got up to the, listen, interview, the interview with... Um, Garth Galloway, um, and we have it easy when we read results. They had they had like because there's so many marathons on around the world. Uh. Each day, they were reading out each marathon, and basically the top three in pretty much every single result they had was Kenyans that we would uh. we wouldn't even get close. John, we to would pronouncing suck the big one, wouldn't we? They were doing it articulately <laughs> and perfectly. No, they're pretty professional, eh? Like, yeah. They're a bit sharper. When Tom did the interview with us, he was like, "Yeah, you know, a timer." Yeah, and he was, and we wing it, man. Eh? We were the wing crew. That was the other feedback I was going to say. They, they, they take professionalism up and not yeah. us. You don't um, need professionalism. The other Guys, thing, just back it down a little bit. That when I went through that, that I was listening to the podcast going through it, um, they had a guy on talking about caffeine. Oh. And, and, and obviously, we know it's a, it's a performance uh, stimulant, but it really is. And if oh, yeah, because it makes you use your fat stores first. Yeah. That's the so, effect. if you yeah, get onto. If but you coffee, need, to be honest, you need quite a bit of caffeine if you want it to be performance well, enhancing. You know, you need, to, you need to have a couple of good strong cups and you're, and you're sweet. It's, I remember when I studied, it, we did a formula. But no, you go up to a level, and if you go above that, you just you're wasting your time. Yeah. Um, but listen to Marathon talk, and they've got an interview with a guy there who talks talks through it and talks through the, Was it the, the dosage. Episode? Um, no, it's not. It's the one which has got Garth Galloway on it. The first, I think it's a two part. I think it's the first part of that there. Okay. And he sort of talks through it. He talks about caffeine tablets and stuff as well, but coffee. Uh, you're, that one interesting thing that Tom, who interviewed us, said that he didn't realise was. Often, you know, you might judge the strength of your coffee based on how strong the taste is. Yep. But that's not necessarily the case in how well, strong caffeine. the caffeine is yeah. in it. So that's an But how do you gauge? Maybe we'll get Albert on. on the label. But we'll talk, we should talk to Albert. Yeah, because he knows stuff. He knows. Well, and hey, he's the fifth best marathoner in his age group in the world. Yes. And pulled off a blinder. So, so the time they've got is 2.03.02. And then, two, so two guys got 2.03. Right, so now we'll okay. have a pause well, in a second. Well, let's keep talking about coffees of Hawaii. It's coffees of Hawaii. Um, if you I'm ever go, a couple of people have said to me they're going to Kona this year, and uh, I say oh, I should go over to Molokai and go yeah. to the coffee plantations. So if you ever are going in that neck of the woods, John, I might because Joe and I because we we can't. 
the way life's worked at the moment, we can't do a, a holiday we're planning to do. Mm-hmm. So we're thinking about maybe spending a week longer in Hawaii at mm-hmm. the end of it. So Joe's going to come over and meet me, yep. come watch Kona, and then we'll maybe spend a week in Hawaii. Get a media pass. She can be our media assistant. She can too. We'll get a media pass. And she can. She can hold our microphone. And she can be our videographer, because I was talking to Bevan about doing some video yeah, stuff over we'll there. we'll do some video work. And then, um, so the good news would be, we could go there. And so if you go to coffeesofhawaii.com, um, you go to their plantations, they've basically got all the different Where's plantations Monica? they've got. It's an island in Hawaii. <laughs> uh, and work. you can choose which plantation Molokai is, is I think where most of the things are based and not only does it tell you sort of what you can do on the plantation but it also has a link to visit molokai.com and you can Look go off that. there and you can uh, see what else you can do on the island there. I think we'll do that I think Joe and I might do that yes oh, but you sure. need to hook us up there you go we'll do it and we'll maybe even do a show around it Joe would love being on the show Sure, she would. Yep. She sometimes worries that I tell you guys too much stuff. Mm. She goes, "Baby, do you tell them everything?" I said, "Yeah, pretty much." Mm. She goes, "You know, maybe you shouldn't." I said, "Baby, I love you. Yeah. Trust me." So, coffeesofwire.com for your coffee supplements. Not really coffee supplements. Coffee to help supplement and increase your performance. Um, and also, if you want to go on a nice holiday to Molokai or a Tacon to your Kona trip. Bevan's just texting, texting away. <laughs> I meant to be dropping someone's car off at nine o'clock, but I'm not going to get it. So I'm going to say, wait, you keep talking. You keep talking. Yeah. Okay. And so the, in the Boston Marathon. Today, okay. Wait. Let's pop the website first. Let's see if the, how will we find out? Go, if it's go to. Um, I think I saw it on Everyman. What is it? Everyman Triathlete or something like every, that. Every Everyman. Here you go. Everyman Tri. I'm pretty sure this is where I saw it this morning. And. Boston Marathon world record times won't be recognised as world records. Oh, okay, the new record by uh, Jeffrey Matai. Yeah, uh, set today will not be recognised as official world record, but instead course records because the Boston Marathon is a point-to-point race with a significant downhill, and thus record times have not traditionally been recognised by the International Association of Athletic Federations and by the USA Track and Field, which seems odd considering the Boston Marathon is known for its hills and, more specifically, Heartbreak Hill. So obviously there's a bit of up and down. Yeah, but a net descent by the sound of it. Um, but I would argue... Ryan Hill looks like a, a stranger in that pack, doesn't he? Nice. <laughs> um, I guess then with other marathons, like most... No, not most. Um, like London Marathon's obviously flat and it's 42.2Ks. Um, so I'd imagine they would recognise that. But that's also it's a point-to-point-ish. I don't know if it's got laps in it. But I would say most of the... But is it the point-to-point factor or is it more the fact that it's significant th- downhill? I think that's because... Uh, yeah, because I think if it's point-to-point flat, they're not going to care. Yeah. It's more just that because there's no turnaround on this course, you don't, it's not even So down. the only reason Albert got that fast one must have been a howling tailwind. No, John, he did not. <laughs> and, and it was obviously a good day in, in the office. In Auckland, we had uh, we had a full-on headwind the whole day. And it was, it was it wasn't 14 degrees uphill the whole race? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a hard race in Auckland race. <laughs> Coffees of why. Remember, if you want to get any uh, and you want to get your specials, go to imtalk.me first. Click on. Albert, sort us out a guy who can talk to us about what to use for. Well, we'll probably talk to him about it next time she's on. Mm-hmm. But even Albert, maybe we we'll get Albert on and talk about his great races again as well. Um, New section: John's, John's advertising special. <laughs> John, John promoting his crap. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing crap about this. So I've got. Uh, we're going to do this last week, but we had the banging episode, so I delayed it. If you're in Christchurch or anywhere in the South Island, <laughs> look, he's got five things he's promoting. Got the Rise Up Team Challenge. You need to get up there at riseupchallenge.co.nz. Entries started coming in, when which is, is it? nice. Fifteenth of May. Okay. Team duathlon sort of stuff. Check it out. John's Midwinter Madness Camp. What's this? This is uh, going to be a midwinter camp. Hopefully it's not going to be as cold as what it was yesterday. It's going to be a four-day full-on Hey, okay, what is camp. it? Because this is pretty cool. 
So is the Rise Up Challenge. So is all your stuff, John. But yeah. okay, day one, Christchurch to Kaikoura, which is about 100, which is 180 k's, depending on where you start from. Nice, nice ride. First half of the ride, nothing too riveting about that. Um, but second half of the ride is beautiful. And it finishes with a good climb as well. You got some Kaikoura, nice yeah. climbs through Kaikoura. Problem with that ride, it's hard because you do the climbs and you kind of think you're finished. Mm, you Still got, a little bit further to go. You got that flat time trial at the yeah. end there. So that's day one. Day two is Kaikoura to Hamner Springs, which is, um, which is across and very nice ride. Quiet roads. Um, quite undulating and Hamner Springs is awesome I was there at the weekend we'll talk about that later but it's just a wicked place um, to be day three is a ride from Hamner an out and back ride we'll go towards Springs Junction the the, the, the big balls we'll go all the way to Springs Junction back we will be 180k basically of hills it'll be a very very hard ride and then day four we'll be riding back to Christchurch which will be 145k's ability wise we're going to have three groups we're going to have a sub um basically a hard uh, sort of a hardcore group and then we have a second group will be sub six hour Ironman bike splits let's give them all a name um, so group one will be what the Hammerheads the Hammerheads okay yeah. good uh, well, group, group two, two is going to be anybody sort of sub six hour on the bike at Ironman so smooth operators yep yes and group three will be people that are slower than six hours on the bike looking for the lights looking for the lights yeah looking because they're, they're looking to the future limit of 15 people on the camp already got a lot of interest uh, it's going to be in the middle of winter it's going to be cold and it's we've got th- some contingency plans if things go awry Okay, so John's Winter Madness Camp was the Hammerheads, yep. Smooth Operators, and Looking for Lights. It's going to be nice and basic um, in terms of pretty basic accommodation, just basic food. Pretty basic. What are you paying for it, John? Um, it's probably going to be 495 bucks New Zealand. Okay. Um, I've just got a few things to confirm. And what, 17 max? Uh, 17 including me and the support. We have one support person. So 15 people can come and join it. 15 people. And there's lots of interest. Yes. So based get on just about, I mean... A lot of people have said they want to come already, but we're going to I'll get it sorted this week. Is it based on who pays first? Yes, yeah, so first. Show yeah. me the money, honey. Yes. Okay, what, what's the third thing you're promoting? Epic Camp France. We've got spaces left on that. Last Epic Camp. It's going to be awesome. We're going to endure um, to Ember Man. When's that? When, when, is it, when are you going to do it? Mid-August. Go to epiccamp.com for all the details. It is going to be awesome. Okay. What, you got anything else you want to promote? High five. We, we used to Bevan and I used to um, you know what I did love high five get high five you, you know guys. what I used to do which is a little bit naughty of me yeah. is I wouldn't always eat it when I was training I'd also eat it outside of training those bars were mm. so good they were um, so the guy who used to do high five in New Zealand stopped doing it now Daniel McDonald Glenn good old Glenn yeah, yeah. Stopped. stopped doing it he's doing other, other, other things going back to what he used to do um, now dcmsport.com if you want to get high five in New Zealand dcmsport.com seriously we, we go on about it but really good tasting stuff guys yeah, come on Epic highly, Camp highly and have it, it and then they, they're sort of hooked it's just easy going down stuff so if you want it in New Zealand and, and, I'm, and I'm not hot. saying this because they're just because I get nothing from them nowadays it was definitely for me the best tasting nutrition I'd try yeah. a lot of the stuff out there is just too sweet and crap but the, the, my experience of it was really great and then finally um, I've now got one spot Ooh, available for coaching that doesn't, doesn't, happen, doesn't happen often get on, it'll be gone tomorrow it'll be gone tomorrow get so, on it now um, for basically got one, one space has opened up so if anybody is looking for coach for for now and beyond, then um, get on to me. I wonder what an X nut was because I was on DCMSport.com and they're selling X nuts, and I was like, "What's that?" But it's a little cool device where you can put all your and then it screws into your bottle yeah. case, into your um, little gas thing. And yeah. You screw it in the back. CO two cartridges. Yeah, that's very cool. Okay, then questions and answers. I'll take care of this one. So, Rosie 
good supporter of Christchurch, all things Christchurch. As in Brian Rhodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, go ahead, go, Rhodesy. So he's, he's been in the studio a few times. He has. So he's um, he did some fundraising over in. I'm sorry, Becca. Abu Dhabi. McDonald's. Yeah, had a Chris McDonald. Yeah, no, haven't, haven't. Let us know, Chris McDonald. Yes. Um, so Rhodesy set up a fundraising page. Uh, and we'll have a link to that. And he doesn't look like he's actually started anything yet. But basically, if you're looking at donating money, Rhodes he's sort of raising there is going to go to sporting things in Christchurch. And he wants to raise $10,000. Yes. Our triathlon community's done really good for us. Yes. Because you guys have raised us about 20 something thousand. Yeah. And then Chris McDonald, I reckon he would have got it easily over 10,000. He has some mm-hmm. good products here as well. Rhodesy's doing his, but he's aiming for 10,000. You know, the triathlon community rocks. So you want to support Rhodesy, we'll have a link on there. It's um, at a site called Give giveloud.com and then we'll just Rhodesy on there. And we'll also put a link on www.imtalk.me. And now, what's he actually doing? So, He's basically just fundraising, so donating, and that money is going to go to Sport Canterbury. I think he's going to have some other things on there as well, do some do some little projects, but at this stage, I think it's basically donating. That money is going to go to Sport You know what we should have done? We should have had a bike-a-thon. Remember, did you do a bike-a-thon when you were at school? Uh, we did walk-a-thons and things like that. We did a run-a-thon as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's a fundraiser. They were quite fun. We'll just keep going, though. That would be, it would be a long project. Yeah, that would be a long project. Um, and interesting, I was at a, a meeting last night about all the fundraising that's going on and how much everything's going to cost and all, and all what have you. If you. So you've got two options here. If you're interested in supporting Christchurch and you're interested in supporting the sporting community you can either go through Rhodesy whose, whose money will go to Sport Canterbury and, and ours did as well yep and the other one you've got the Red Cross and you've got um, Salvation Army that money there goes to basically hardship hardship funds yep. so that's going to people that are which which is really needed in, in the yeah. crap and uh, don't have a house whatever so hardship shows. The, the other one if you want uh, so it's called the Christchurch EarthquakeAppeal.gov.nz. Now this is the overall one, oh, cool. and then you can tag what sort of industry you want yep. to go. So, for to. example, they've got education, sport and recreation, heritage and culture, spiritual and faith, economic revitalization, environmental hardship and relief. So you can actually determine where you want your dollar to go. Mm. So that's sort of a. a we, you can actually tag where it goes. So if you want to either go to Rhodes's one, if you really want to go to Sport Canterbury, or this one, which you can go to Sport in general. One p.m. on February the twenty. Russell Crowe. Christchurch, a city that my family's called home in the past. Yeah. It was ripped apart by a violent earthquake. Christchurch continues to hurt. Oh, who cares? <laughs> what do you care? Oh, he needs to do some triathlon. He's getting a bit big, old Russell. <laughs> oh, Rusty. Um, so there you go. That's where you can you can help out our communities they've done some calculations on sort of getting sport back to where it was and it's sort of 100 to 200 million dollars back it up really yeah to basically get sport to back to where it was you know in terms of repairing infrastructure and fields bowling greens um qe2 is obviously going to be a massive project um ami stadium all these things so they're sort of saying 100 to 200 million dollars to get sport back to where it was well you guys have done your bit with us so thank you very much but if you do want to keep on giving and and also don't just look to us if you can give to japan you know like obviously john and i are a bit christchurch biased but japan's obviously needing some money as well so if you can spare a few dollars do your bit Okay, Nikki, uh, we've got a last name here? No. Uh, what's your view on compression garments purely after racing, after workout or sleeping? Or would it never be caught would you never be caught in such a cheesy attire? She obviously doesn't think it's that cool. <laughs> so I've done a little little coaching corner segment here. I've been okay. doing my work this week, baby. Because I haven't got long. Okay. Um, my views. Firstly, compression garments, they are not cheap. Um, they you know, you, you can't just go they're not ten bucks. So it's Well the thing is, is it is the is the price you're paying is worth it, the game. Is it value for money? Yeah. 
you got to be a judge of that, but they're not. They're not cheap. No. Two. Yes, you do look like a door. Well, that's not. That's that's opinion. Yes. Okay. I think you look quite cool. This is my views. Because I've been wearing the white ones. I've got some of skin white ones. Knee highs. You've been wearing them. And, yeah, because I've had. I've got a really bad pull calf. Yeah, yeah. You can you can wear them in the privacy of your own home. No problem with that. Oh, I wouldn't have that as well. Went shopping with them. And honestly, nice. I got stopped a hundred times. People going, "You look like a dog." No, they're like, "Whoa, where'd you get that fashion?" OMG, like, <laughs> OMG, far out. Are you ten or forty? How many of these teenagers around? Um, number three. Um, in terms of what I do, I wear them a lot um, when I'm running, uh, especially. Uh, they, they help. I find they help with recovery. Um, so you don't run with them on? I don't. I'll come and oh, that a little bit later on. Um, yeah, myself. Personally, I find socks are better, definitely better for your calves, and and I've successfully used them when I've had Achilles issues. Um, so if I, my Achilles is sore, boom, socks are straight on, and that seems to help in my recovery process with that. Um, in terms of sleeping in them, I sleep in my skins quite Do you a bit. Really, you're a hardcore skins lover. And I sometimes sleep in the socks as well. So really, what does Blender think of that? Yeah, no, knocky that. <laughs> <laughs> It's difficult to get them on, and not speedy to get off either. So I do. I could go down a path. Long. I'm not going to go down. Um, racing is Bevan just asked. Um, I tried wearing socks in a 10k once, and they did come down. Don't know whether that's because I've got puny little legs. Probably whether is. they were maybe. Although your hair figure super, should have held them up. Should have. Did but you they, shave? They didn't, uh, and so they slipped down. Lots of other people seemed to race them successfully. Um, maybe it was just me. Maybe the socks weren't quite right fitting. And secondly. You're going to get all sorts of studies saying they massively improve performance, blah, 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 blah. Well, but we had that lady on, remember? Yeah. What was her name? Uh, you Karen de Granville. That's bloody good effort, mate. She still listens to the show because I saw her in Wanaka and she said, I'm still listening to right. Love you work, Karen. But the performance was pretty minor. Yes. Um, so, yes, there may well be a performance enhancement. Personally, I find the gain I get from it is improved Recovery rather than actual performance, but I haven't actually won the race, so I can't comment on that too much. But um, I'd say, in terms of recovery, they they, they help. Okay, there you go, Bev. Cool. Your, your experiences with them, you know what? I, I didn't find much gain to be honest, okay. but yeah, but you know what? I, yeah, you're wearing the white socks at the moment, well, only because I've got a really killer calf and I'm just trying to do everything to yeah. get it right. Um, I always found the cold baths are the best thing for me, you know, but it is one of those things you come in because I've I got given quite a few of them and I end up just selling them because I didn't wear them much, mm. um, and then. But I, I, I do, yeah, it's, I'm not that anal when it comes to those kind of things, you know. I'm, some, sometimes I'm not the best person to listen to because I'm pretty basic when it comes to that stuff. So um, for me, when it comes to skins, maybe. I, I, I don't know if the gain you get from the money you spend is, so it's a bit of a money yeah. thing as well. I just find I feel good and I feel a lot better when I take them off. So, so yeah, so yeah, but I, you know, I haven't used them enough to really judge. Do, do, do we want to talk about this? I wasn't sure if this was open okay, for discussion. No, it's fine. Yeah. Can it? What do you think? Sorry, um, we can't talk about so not describe it. We'll just can that one. Okay, I'll, I'll email her and see if she's willing for us to talk about it on the show. Because okay. it was interesting, wasn't it? Yes. It's amazing. <laughs> if you're listening to this, you hate right. us right now. Okay, John, that's uh, pretty much everything, is it? Sponsors? Coffeesofwhy.com. Um Come on, go, Albert. John needs to sharpen up. Do so does Bevan. Yeah, uh, hey, I'm going to run it. Extreme Endurance. Um, four amazing things we'll do. And Athletics.com. Go on, tell us about what race you're going to be doing. Good luck in Australia. Good luck in Australia. Okay, John, what's your goss? I'm, I'm disappointed, Bevan. Why is that? In me or just in life? In in life. In general. In general, because I wasn't able to ride home from Hamden yesterday. So I went up to Hamden with the, the Whanau and uh, some other friends with their family, which was fairly fun but chaotic because I've got three kids. We've got two, and the kids went for broke. Oh, really? Which is good. And Are you know what you got to do? 
Did you have the strategy of burn them out? Oh, they burnt out big time. They, were in be- they went to bed. Yeah, that's what you, yeah. It was nice. Just because I, I was around a friend's house a few weeks ago and they had all these kids here and suddenly I become the bloody, the kid looker after her mm. and I just burnt them out, man. Yeah, games, no, games, no. games, 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 games. Nice. Hour of that. They all fell asleep real quick. Nice. Yep. Um, but the plan was my first big bike ride in a long, long yep, time. You're telling me last biking week. home, yep. about 140, 150k. Wake up on Sunday morning and there was about five, ten centimetres of snow on the ground. And so you went, you rode home, it was a hard ride. Cold, it was raining. Yeah, good, but you toughed on through it, didn't you? No. Because you're hardcore. No, I was very, I was a bit disappointed. I was really looking forward to my ride and I knew it was going to be tough. Didn't get to do it, so I was a bit, a bit upset about that. Mm. So, so when's your next long ride? Oh, we're talking about maybe going to, to Accra at the weekend. So oh. that's only 90k, but it's 90k further than I've been doing lately. Mm. You could do the Lorace route. I could do. That's pretty tough. Mm. So... Outside of that, Bevan, um, I do have a couple of other things. But what's happening in your world, Bevan? You've forgotten about your things. Yeah, yeah, I'll come, I'll come back. John and I went for a ride last week. We did. We're Bevan, back on the bikes. Bevan put the smack down on me. I did not. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm still pretty tired after that ride. Yeah, I was pretty I'm, tired. I'm not, I'm not we're pretty not that sharp at the moment, are we? No, eh? we're not. Go back four or five years ago and listen to the show. We were animals. Mm. Nowadays, we're, 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 we're not poor, but we're not, yes. we're not, we're not at our sharpest. Mm. Uh, went to Sydney. Sydney, yes. You know, I've been to Sydney like four times in my life and I'd never seen the Harbour Bridge. Really? Yeah. Mm. Or the Opera House. Wow. It is beautiful. Have you been to Sydney? Yep. It's beautiful around there. Oh, yeah, the well, and, and the coverage of the World Champs Series race there is just awesome. Yeah. Like in terms of doing this, the scenic overview shots around the corner. I was surprised with how small the Harbour Bridge was. Mm. In my mind, I'd expected it to be a lot bigger. Right. And it's actually, it's not tiny, but it's Auckland's bigger. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was a little bit disappointed in that. Taught a class to about 800 people. Nice. That rocked. Yeah. yeah that was, felt like my superstar moment. It felt like the earthquake was going off. Yeah, it really. Did. They were awesome, actually. They, they, they love Attack. Attack is become the program I'm most known for, and they love it in Australia. And uh, it just went off. It was awesome. Um, Joe and Joe came over. Right. Romantic time in Sydney. Went mm-hmm. out for dinner. We were out for dinner, John, mm-hmm. having this lovely conversation because we're very much in love mm-hmm. and we're quite good at acknowledging our love for each other. Gosh. And and we were because we just, you know yeah, I love yeah. you. I yeah, love you so much, babe. And while I'm telling you how much I love you, guess what happened? Fireworks went off. <laughs> we're darling up. Oh dear. You wouldn't believe it. Plan that, baby. Plan that. <laughs> we're in Darling Harbour. And we went to this Italian restaurant. And this beautiful meal. Actually, my meal was average. But the chip, they, I got ch- a side of chips, so I was happy with that. Yeah. And it was one of those meals where you, you, you pay lots and you don't get much. Yeah. yeah. So it was tasty, but not much. But the chips made it work. And we're just talking about love. And then all of a sudden, boom. Nice. I don't know. It went for about 15 minutes. Don't know what it was about. I actually just think the love gods are knew we were talking about love. Right. Yeah. I think that too. And, and Joe's eyes sparkled and we stood up and just hugged. Watched that. In the middle of the restaurant, just got up and just had a No, because we're, we're actually on the edge. So, because we're looking over Darling Harbour mm-hmm. and we just stood up and hugged and watched the fireworks together, John. Okay. Getting emotional, even we're talking about it. I'm getting a bit nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that was pretty good. And we both managed to dodge the earthquake that was here on Saturday. Yeah, that was, was kind of nice, cool. Because it was quite a big one. You had another big one. And it fried my... Uh, Someone was telling me this morning, John, five years of earthquakes. Yeah, I'd be like that. Really? Yeah, but they'll, they'll get less and less. But, um, yeah. I mean, San Francisco and places like that, they have earthquakes all the time. But you're just a bit on edge at the moment. Um, so what was the other things? Have you remembered? Well, fra- the bloody earthquake frazzled my um, modem. So I got home and <laughs> couldn't, couldn't bloody get online or anything like that. How frustrating was that? It was very frustrating because Cause you need I, was, I, got, I was like, got home, right, I'm going to try to nail a bit of work here. It's a short week because we've got Easter coming up. Um, got to get onto this. 
had to go and buy a modem, had to do this, that, and the other thing, and didn't, and get, any, didn't get any work done yesterday. And yet, so today's a busy day. Yeah, that's why we had a show note issues, didn't get the motor to Bevan, Bevan couldn't, couldn't do his extensive piece. Are we still going to go for a bike ride? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Got to make got to make time for some exercise. You do have to make time for exercise. So other than that... What have you got on this week? It's Easter. This oh, week. what did you do for Easter? Linda's gone and bought some Easter eggs, we'll have an Easter egg hunt. Oh, and do you have a limit? My mum goes, see I, see I always have family issues around Easter time. Because mm. my mum's one of my, I love my mum, she's a great mum. Mm. She's always been a good mum actually. But one thing she does do is she does go overboard when it comes to Easter eggs. Right. Pretty much the kids walk home and he's, you know, with a whole bag mm. of Easter eggs. And, I, and I'm like, mum, they don't need that much. Yes. And he, but always, I'm always un- grumpy Uncle Bev. Yeah. You know, and, and the family always gets a bit evil with me because, hey, it's only Easter. Yeah. yeah. It's once a year, uh-huh. but I'm like, no, they don't need that much. It's just not good. But uh, I've learned to shut up. But it's, I just sit there in my I'm, I, seething. This could yes, be your angry. This will be my angry triathlon point next weekend. Um, we've got to be a little bit careful because kids gluten free, so they can only have gluten free streaks. Oh. So what does that drama. mean? Find things which have got gluten, which don't have gluten on the label. But do, is it easy enough to do? Yeah, you can get. You can get. Can they have a cream egg? Um, I would doubt it. Mm. Yes. What's your favourite Easter egg? Cream egg's good. Yeah, cream eggs are pretty good. Anyway, um, okay. Anything else? Strong finish the show. Yeah. Here. Anything else? No, no gossip. Else? Nothing good. Nothing. We're going to get on the bike, and you're going to give me a good piece of gossip. Don't think so. We should take a little recorder out so we can record oh, things that come oh, into our mind. Maybe we should. Joe mentioned maybe having kids. Right. Oh yeah, that was a biggie. Right. That, that was a biggie because yeah. she's twenty thirty five in a few months. Yes. And I said, oh, does it, does it make you want to have kids? Because up to this point, she's always said, oh, no, not really. And she goes, oh, maybe. I was like, whoa, you turn. <laughs> so I could be dead in nine months from now, mate. You right. just never know. So there you go. Anyway, I think Iron that's rush. pretty much. I mean, don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. Do you think I'll get in trouble for saying that? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs>